Buckle those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. Tom's laughing because I was scrambling for my, my, my timekeeping device. No, I'm laughing because I haven't gotten used to our new open yet. <laughs> oh, there's conf- that, too. I confused the opening theme with the one from our <laughs> Lead Lap Radio show, and I was oh, in a boy. panic because I said, this is not Lead Lap Radio. This is not right. This is Motorsports Madness. Except it is right. So. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> and welcome back to Motorsports Madness, by the way, <laughs> powered by mycomputercrew.edu, training for a better life. I'm Jacob Zeolan. He's Tom Baker, who was just laughing as the intro was playing, and he's Randy Miller. I'm still trying to get the image out of my head of the story you told before that we came on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Laughter is the best medicine. (laughs) Uh, Something like that. We got a lot to talk about because, well, we had a Memorial Day weekend. Yes. And therefore, we had lots of racing. Well, we did, that's for sure. As, as As our friend Joel Sebastianelli says, it's the most wonderful day of the year. Well, it is if you're a um, if you're a race fan. If you're a race fan, it is the closest thing to heaven that that you're correct. You, you know, in terms of if you can't find something over Memorial Day weekend that you like, well, then you're, you're not. Much you're not I was going to say you're not doing it right because about everything at some point over the weekend raced, whether it was short tracks uh-huh. or the big national stuff. So, Pretty much. Yeah. Something like that. Also, I'm getting yelled at, and I'm surprised there hasn't been a projectile hurled already. I apparently forgot to mention our esteemed producer, Chris Murdoch. There. Are you happy? He's happy. He's happy. Yeah. He's smiling. So, yeah, we had the Monaco Grand Prix. We had an Indy 500, and we had an NASCAR race, too, that was surprisingly pretty good for yeah. a Coke 600. Yeah. I must say, I was pleased. It I was, was pleased. I thought the Coke 600 was the best one we've seen in years. Honestly. All three races were good, actually. Yeah. Wait, well, you called Monaco see, good? <laughs> no, not... Okay. <laughs> slightly, slightly good. Monaco was on. The other two races <laughs> yes. were good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The very, like end, no, the very end of the Monaco race was good. Yeah, the, it was. It was. So, it's just a shame it wasn't really for the win. We'll, we'll take enough. out the first 76 We'll talk about all of those races as we two. go through the show. Yes. Yes, we will. And I'm excited to talk about all of them. But first, we have to uh, go away and pay some bills and dig into that in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere. Grab yourself a snack, pull up a chair, stick around. Because Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career, is back right after this. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. This is Anthony Alfredo, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. I'm getting into the music. It's sure. my show, and I can't. pasta music. He can keep yes. a beat. That's good. I mean, actually, Alfredo. Hey, a- I took music for like. A long time. So. Alfredo's Italian. <laughs> we should have picked some Italian music for him, but Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I played Super Mario as a kid. I did kid. too. I never beat it, which is weird because oh. the original Nintendo, I could it only had two buttons, but then you know now the others have like ninety five buttons, and you can yeah, beat every I can't game. play I any understand. of the newer ones. Yeah. Well, of course, see, my last one was in television too, and so you know, Super <laughs> Don't Mario date was yourself. after me. Oh shoot! I I had the very first Sears Pong game. Okay, now Pong you're really four. dating yourself. Just Pong stop. was just awesome. stop. Pong was awesome. It was actually a challenge. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, this is why we call it madness. It gets out of control quickly. Well, that's the point, isn't it? I'm Jacob Seelman. That knucklehead's Tom Baker, and I resemble that remark. <laughs> He's Randy Miller. You're not a knucklehead. Don't worry. Okay, Good. I can still throw things at you, even though I'm not on the side. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Yeah, well, and then we got Murdoch over there. Yeah, we do have yeah. Murdoch over there, who's hopefully going to let us stay on the air long enough to finish this show. <laughs> Maybe he's debating. Yeah, really. Anyway, let's talk about racing, shall we? Okay. And because it's the shortest of our long segments, and because I really don't think we'll even fill it because there weren't that many th- exciting things to talk about. Let's talk about Monaco. And it's chronologically first, so that's that makes sense. Lewis Hamilton won. Yeah. And now let's talk about Indy. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm only kidding. Well, uh, I thought, I, I mean, you could have passed being serious for a minute, but anyway. No. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton won, but he had to survive a, a, a mad charge from Mad Max. 
to get yeah, the job done. And see, th- see what I did there. The hard yes, I did. That was very clever. The hard okay. part of that whole thing for me is realizing that even if Max passed him, he still had to get gone by five seconds. Yeah, he'd have to win by five point two seconds or something yeah. in order to get the win because he had the five second penalty. For the what in the Unsafe world was pit that release. pit release? Yeah, um, <laughs> which I mean, <laughs> let's all be real. That was a very legitimate penalty caused by Red Bull being. Derp. Yeah, I it was, and and I had to go and research that because I was in church at the time that uh-huh. that part of it happened. I saw the last yeah. part of the race, but I had to go and research that, and and you look at it, and you're like. It's really <laughs> like what in the world was that? You know, it was a legitimate penalty, and it's it's a shame because this is what right. Red Bull has been doing a lot of the year. Only most of it has been with Pierre Gasly's team. Yeah, um, Gasly not, actually had a nice run to finish wrong. fifth. It was the first race that Red Bull put together a complete good performance on track for both cars all year, and that cost Max. I think a a very good shot at the win, yeah, because I think Max definitely, um, and everybody said, well, you know, he was too aggressive. I'm not even convinced it was Max's fault. Either that Hamilton, I think, was a little over aggressive um, in the collision, but Max is going for a win. He's he's got nothing to lose here because he's going to get penalized at the end of the race, and and as it was, he went from second to fourth, which is big time in terms of the Constructors' Cup points, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, it's if he had won the race, Randy, then maybe he goes from first to second or first to third. But, you know, it's and even just a point or two either way can make a difference in where you finish at right. the end of the year. And that's a lot of doggone money mm-hmm. from position to position in the Constructors' yeah, Cup points. Well, when you look at how that track is shaped and how that track is laid out, passing is difficult, if not impossible, most of the time anyway. Yeah. So you've got uh-huh. to take those shots and you can get them. So, I mean, you know, had he not made that mistake and, you know, had the collision happen, I mean, he probably would have never even had another opportunity to try and get around Lewis Hamilton in the first place. And let's be clear, Max tried. Max oh, yeah. tried oh, to the did. point of to the point of wheel to wheel contact with two to go, which is not recommended in Formula One. Well, that's the thing. Well, see, but that's just the the. This is why Formula One for me is kind of a moving target. Well, let's be real. For, uh, wheel-to-wheel contact isn't really recommended in IndyCar either. Well, Any yes, open-wheel car and, that and that's kind of the thing. It's like, my deal is, I know they're open-wheel. I grew up with super modifieds. They're open-wheel, open cockpit. Mm. It's the same deal. You don't go around, you know, dooring each other. That's just right. not how you do that in that in that side of the sport. But when you're going for a win, and, and I'm not, I don't think either Max or Lewis was trying to have contact, right? And, and right. so... When I hear that the the incident is under investigation, <laughs> I get a little. It's like, first of all, if I, look, don't tell me that. I don't need to know that. If you're going to penalize them, penalize them. You don't need to. And second of all, this is a racing deal. They're going for a win. There's going to be contact. If Max had just flat drove into him or the other way around, then that's one thing. But it was obvious that. Okay, one or the or both were probably more aggressive than they needed to be, but you can't go around and you know, I just right. I hate that 
open wheel racing feels like they have to investigate everything as if, you know, somebody killed somebody's dog. <laughs> it's racing. Let them race. F1 needs more of Max Verstappen, not less. You know, that was that was the only part of the race that was remotely entertaining for me you know, that I saw, and it was just that one moment, it was because there actually might have been a pass, you know? Might have. <laughs> like, you know, I might love have. Monaco to look at and to kind of enjoy as a course, and I understand that the, the um, challenge of, you know, outsmarting the other driver and technique yeah. and all that, I get it. But, you know, there's there's kind of that point where it's like, we gotta, we gotta, you, you can't just totally discourage r- hard racing. You know, um, I mean, they're, they're some of the best drivers in Formula One that we talk about as being the greats. All were very aggressive racers. Mm-hmm. So the little under investigation, little search thing that they put next to the person's name whenever they're doing under investigation makes me look like a search engine, like somebody was trying to like <laughs> yeah. break it. Because it's like, you know, like Sherlock Holmes is doing an investigation right. on, the, you know, the top two guys because they had the little... You know, microphone or the uh, magnifying glass next to it. I say boom. I will say I did enjoy that both Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel both had Nikki Lauda's name. Yeah, that was really good, actually. I thought uh, the fact that they both paid tribute to Lauda that way. um, I mean, Nikki Lauda was one of the all-time greats, and and what a story of courage. See the movie Rush, if you have not, um, because it it. is a rather loosely based uh, version of his story. Obviously, Hollywood does Hollywood things, but it it was a loosely based interpretation of his story, and it really, um, I mean, amazing. You know, he, 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 you get burned severely in a crash one year, and within a year, you weren't even supposed to survive. Within a year, you not only come back, you win the championship. I mean, you know, not many drivers have done anything like that. That was um, right. I, what a life and, he had. And the fact that the year he was injured, you know, the next year he won the championship, but the year he was injured, by the end of that year, he was still in contention at he, the last race. Well, when he James was. Hunt- he came back to the next year, finished fourth. Yeah. With, I mean, you know, with his his injuries and all, yeah, he, with a suit that. Oh. So, sorry for the description, guys. Just I, I'm just being honest about the history. With a suit that, when he got out of the car, was just about drenched in blood. blood yeah, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Really, I, I, I what a story and it, mm-hmm. what a loss. You know, he is. Yeah. We will obviously remember him forever. But yeah, that was a nice tribute by both of those. It guys. was, and mo- the other point. Uh, and I have to say I'm impressed that we took this whole segment on Formula One. Look at us. You still um, have a minute. Keep I going. know. <laughs> this was the first <laughs> time that Mercedes did not finish 1-2. Valtteri Botas was third, and Sebastian Vettel was second for the first time this season. So, I mean, yeah, Mercedes still won, but, oh, my gosh, there's a tiny, minuscule chink in the 1-2 armor this year. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, um, you just... I don't even I don't even know what to say about that to be honest. They're just good. I mean, they're just good. It's, they're just it's, good. You know, it's a Mercedes year. Nobody's getting close to those guys. Um, you know, it, it Red Bull has, you know, an opportunity now and then Vettel now and then. It's it's a Mercedes year. You're not you're just not going It's keep, been a Mercedes you know. year for the last 5 years. Yeah, I mean, let's just stay with the program here and in staying with the program we're going to jet off to a break when we return more motorsports conversation on motorsports madness right back 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Laro Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Oh, hi. We're back. Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Chris Murdoch is behind the glass. There, I did not forget him this time. He's in the tech shed. Okay, so we talked about... Formula One will chronologically step forward in time now. And, oh, by the way, congratulations. You know what? Hang on a second. Because I just remembered stop a point. Stop the presses. I, yeah, stop the presses. I remembered a point I was going to make. Oh, gosh. Please get that out there for us because we can't wait. Sunday, by the way, was not only Lewis Hamilton's third Monaco Grand Prix victory. Easy for me to say. There's about four more that he should have won and didn't because Mercedes. But, you know, that's a whole other story. It was 77 overall, which is only 14 wins behind Michael Schumacher for the most 
He's two championships behind, soon to be one, because I think he's going to waltz his way to this year's title, just saying. But the wins record is a whole other thing entirely. He's already got four out of six this yep. year. So my around the table is, how close does Lewis Hamilton get to Schumacher's win record this year? Tell me again what the win record is. 91. He has That's 77. That's 91, I know. So he's this, he needs, doing a little subtraction. He needs, four, he needs 14, and there are, there are 15 races left this year. He, he, will, he will not tie the record, but he will come within two. Wow. So you're saying he's going to win 12 of the last 15 races. Exactly. <laughs> Holy crap. Randy's got this perplexed look on his face. I, I, mean, I you, you don't think Valtteri Bottas is going to fall that far off a cliff? Then. No, no. I mean, if we race Monaco every year for, or every race for the rest of the season, <laughs> then he will tie. No, I, I think, I think he, he'll easily get to eighty, maybe eighty-two, but I don't see it getting up to ninety-one. Okay, so here, here's where I'm at with this. He's already won four of the first six, and he's averaged ten a year for the last five years. I say he puts up. Se- uh, seven or eight more. I say he gets to 84 or 85 to really put 91 in reach, and then next year he smashes it. Well, yeah, he definitely will if he doesn't this year, but here's the way I look at it. I said he's going to win 12 more, and I got a 50-50 shot pretty much at being right every race but not on the rest of the season because the only two drivers that are going to win the rest of the season with maybe one exception or two <coughs> are the two Mar- Mar- Mercedes drivers. Easy, Easy for you for to, say. to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I got caught up because I just realized that you hadn't changed out of your Memorial Day shirt. No, I didn't. That was You've been that, wearing that. this all week. Yeah, no. There's, there's an American flag missing from a flagpole somewhere. <laughs> I feel like we <laughs> should salute you. <laughs> <laughs> this was by design. It's our post-Memorial Day show. I almost want to put him on the flagpole and just raise yeah, the flag and raise him up exactly. to the top. Just so he can just that's wave cr- in the no, wind. Like cr- one of those little car lot things, you know, that go flapping around. We need to get You're Susan. You're cool unusual. Wow. <laughs> we need to get Susan. Well, he is unusual. We got that part that's, right. That is we need to get get uh, Chris Murdoch over there to hit some uh, John Philip Sousa or something. <laughs> I just happened to notice. I'm like, wow, you've been wearing this I almost shirt I want to stand and put long. my hand on my heart just so that because he's got that flag. Yeah, exactly. So that means we probably should talk about some American racing that happened in America, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a, good, that's, that, that's a good excuse. Unless you want to talk about Haas F1. I mean, they're doing pretty good. They are doing pretty yeah. good. They're, you know, top uh, you know, top five, top six in constructor points right now. Um, doing well for where they're at. I think one point behind fifth in the, in the Constructors' Championship. So, bravo Haas. They were fifth last year, and I think they'll probably match that again this year. I think what's impressive right now is the fact that they're only one point behind... Uh, racing point, which used to be Force India, and they're really not that far off McLaren for fourth. And who would have thought McLaren yeah, would really. be fourth? <laughs> yeah. Best of the rest. Yeah, really. But anyway, yeah, let's talk about some American racing that happened in America, specifically the Indianapolis 500, which unfortunately was not won by an American. That but that's okay, because that that's made how my, we still keep right. the world audience interested. <laughs> that would have made my point really, really cyclical <laughs> there. But it, hey, there was an American in the running. And let me tell you, the battle at the end of that the last 14 laps of that race was worth the entire price of admission if you were in Indianapolis because that 
back-and-forth seesaw duel between Alexander Rossi from California and Simon Pagano from France, who ultimately ended up winning the race for Team Penske, was absolutely electric. That yeah, was the it, best it was... mono-e-mono fight at the 500 that I've seen maybe since Sam Hornish, Marco Andretti in 2006. It definitely was. I mean, honestly... Um, that, that race probably for me ranks right up there with almost any other Indy 500 that we've had in, you know, at least the last 15 years. Um, it, that race had everything you could actually ever ask for in an Indy 500. It had, it had storyline after storyline. It had, you know, the Hollywood, you always have to have, you know, somebody's going to get their Hollywood ending crushed. Uh-huh. You know, and unfortunately, it was Junkos Racing and Kyle Kaiser in, in this Ugh. 500. Heartbreak. Somebody's always going to shock the world. Um, and I would argue that that was Simon Pagano because as much as everybody may have given him a chance to win, when you talk about Penske at Indy, Simon's the last person that you bring up. Um, Until and now. he completed his Hollywood sweep of the entire month, yes. basically, everything that matters. Yes, um, he won the Grand Prix, he won the pole, he won the 500, right. which is something that not even Will Power can boast. Right. Because when Will swept the two race wins last year, Ed Carpenter said on pole. Right. And you had a ton of passing. All the way through the field, all the way through the race. Yeah. See, every, to me, everybody's complaining to me. Sorry to interrupt, Tom. I, I, right. It was just one of those thoughts of everybody's complaining on Twitter after the race that the first 150 laps were terrible. No, they weren't terrible. Simon Pagano, if, if, maybe if you were looking at the battle for the lead, but my response to that is Simon Pagano just had the best race car. Well, he really did. And you know what? I mean, if you're just going to talk about leader, lead changes... You're correct. The first 150 laps were terrible because Simon Pagano stunk up the show. Yeah. Um, but there was so much going on around the, the rest of the field. And the, the thing I thought really made the first 150 laps or so terrible was I don't know what happened to the pit crew's talent, but there were a number Yikes. of those of those teams at Indy, the pit stops were just completely abominable. Uh-huh. You had James Davison stop in front of Elio Castro Neves with absolutely leaving Elio no place to go. He tried to turn around him, ends up getting penalized by IndyCar for something that I think was that that to me was completely egregious because Davis over Davison overshot his pit. You know, I, I just, the pit part of it for me left a lot to be desired. But Not the on track stuff I thought was absolutely fabulous. And like you said, the last 40 laps or so made up for the first 150 because Alex Rossi, I, I picked him to win on this show last week and I almost got it right. And the, the only difference to me between Alex Rossi and Simon Pagano was simple horsepower. Chevy just had a little more than Honda, but Rossi just absolutely showed why I think he is the best young talent in IndyCar right now and one of the best ever already to sit in an IndyCar. And I think over time, he's going to prove me right. 
I'm going to argue that we didn't get to see the best talent in IndyCar play out over 200 laps because, Randy, my argument for the best young talent in IndyCar didn't get a chance to run but four laps before his car broke on him. I was so bummed that Colton Herta was not able to show what he could do because I felt his Honda, not Rossi's, was the one that could actually go to war at the front of that field at yep. the end, and we yeah. never got to see it. I think if his if he hadn't had the, the problems that he had, we probably would have been looking at maybe a different result altogether. But I think the whole month of, of May, there were so many different surprises, you know, with uh, you know people uh, not making the show and, you know, the, all the problems that were going on in the beginning of the race and just, like, I think it changed the complete outcome of, of everything yeah. that would have been, you know, in the, the end of the Indy 500. Yeah, oh, by sure. the way, uh, shocking development, not really, coming out earlier this week, that McLaren is likely not going to run full-time in IndyCar in 2020 <laughs> because of their uh, debacle in they the They couldn't run full-time at the 500, so. Shocking! <laughs> They're still trying to to put salve on the wounds. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so let's discuss that for a minute, shall we? Because I don't think we really got a good chance to discuss it on our, uh, on our post-qualifying edition of this show. But the preparation was just abominable for, for McLaren. And, and I know we have a world audience, and I'm sorry, guys. That may sound harsh, but it's well, true. I mean, it's aw- it, it was awful. They, they came in absolutely unprepared, and it was they just... Did. Well, they admitted Ridiculous. it. Well, and but here, it, here's the thing. It, look, any successful enterprise is about planning and management. That's really at the end of it. You know, you you can put the word leadership in there, but that's really what good leadership does. You know, they they plan and they manage. Um, and all you need to know to understand why we t- say that McLaren's effort was abysmal is be is that when. Um, the main car with Fernando Alonso driving it crashed into the wall in practice. The backup car was in the paint shop because it wasn't the correct color orange. Dear Zach Brown, just bring it to the track. Like, who cares? You know, and that really, that's what, they didn't bring a super fast competitive piece to begin no. with, but to not even have your backup car at the track, not good. I mean, no, not that good. shows you how poorly planned and how yeah, and they and they were going to do their own steering wheel too, and never yeah. got it done, and well, had to even scramble yeah. for a steering yeah. wheel at the last minute. Yep. So. Not good. Anyway, with that, we're going to step aside for a couple of minutes, and when we return, we'll continue our conversation about the Indianapolis 500, talk a little bit more about Simon Pagano's victory. Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career, is back in a moment. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color 
color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Hammer. <laughs> the hammer. Yeah. You sounded exited. <laughs> Je- yes, Jesse is exited to exited. get back to racing this weekend at Jacksonville exited. with Keith Coons Motorsports. Yes. Um, dear Twitter. Look up the tweet. People. Yes, look yes, tweet. L- yes. Dear, dear Twitter, please install an edit button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not autocorrect. Well, edit. Actually, they need to install that for me, too, because I make a lot of typos on Twitter. Well, okay. Let, let's Let's – I, I have to add this because I said Twitter did actually the official Twitter account posted on Twitter. There is an edit button, you know, in your brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it needs to be one in the app. Thanks, smart smarticles. Yes. Anyway, all that aside, welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Now you see why we call it madness because we're all crazy. Yeah, we're all and nuts. we know it. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Chris Murdoch is back punching buttons and every once in a while offering his opinion when his microphone works, right? And we're going to keep talking about the Indy 500 because, Tom, do you know how much Simon Pagano won? Uh, a lot of money. I asked you how much. 
We'll he did, see. Not, he that did was... not win 51, 51, 51. No. 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 He won <laughs> that was than, another yeah. guy earlier in the that, week. That was, that was another guy. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get t- to that. We'll talk about that later. He won $2.66 million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Kind of good, Randy, huh? A lot huh? of money. I, I, want to, I think I know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're related somewhere. I have French in my blood somewhere along the way. I'm yeah. Like, I want to cut. 15th cousin on your mother's side? Yes. Yeah. Maybe 16th, but yeah. still. Something like somewhere. that. No, it, it's cool, though. You know, it, it, it's fun to see. And, I'll t- and I was thinking about this, too. Look at, look at Roger Penske's driver roster right now as far as the full-timers. Will Power has won an, an Indy 500 and a championship for Team Penske. Joseph Newgarden has won a championship and done everything in the Indy 500 but win it for Roger Penske. Now Simon Pagano has won a championship and an Indy 500 for Roger Penske. And, oh, by the way, probably saved his job along with it. In fact, not probably. Roger said he did save his job. See, I don't. I, I again, I, I understand what you mean when you say that, yeah. but I don't believe it had anything to do with it because I don't believe his job was ever in jeopardy. I don't think he had to win the Indy 500 to keep driving for Roger Penske. I refuse to believe that the captain was going to fire him at the end of this year and replace him with Alex Rossi or anyone else, for that matter. If the captain wants Alex Rossi. And he's willing to get into a bidding war with Honda for Alex Rossi's services, then he may win Alex Rossi, but it would be for a fourth car. I don't believe for one second that Simon Pagano was departing that team. If you look at the recent history of uh, Penske on the IndyCar side, there's always one of the teams that's just slightly down in performance and results from the other every year. And it seems to sort of rotate who has the unlucky horseshoe. And last year was Simon Pagino's year to just not be good, not be what he needed to be. He didn't forget how to drive with nothing, but this is a former champion. I mean, Pagino Penske went out and got Pagino because he, he recognized that this driver is going to be a rising star in this series i don't think simon's done anything to diminish that and of course this month he put a big giant exclamation point on it and, you yes know, he like, did you know he all really you people did. want to spread rumors that i'm departing for alex rossi well hold my beer <laughs> you know yeah. and basically just went out and, and dominated everything and good for him because he's a great driver and and how about this too randy not only did Simon sweep the month of May, <laughs> oh, by the way, he took over the points lead, yeah. too, by one from his teammates. So Simon mm-hmm. leaves with a Grand Prix win, an Indy 500 win, an Indy 500 pull, and the points lead. And you $2 million. T- and, two, and almost $3 million. Almost $3 million. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you really can't do better than I that. I can't. No, you, know, you really can't. I, I mean, and it's momentum going into, you know, Texas and the, and the rest of the season, too, because now you have right. the Indy 500 win under your belt. You got the confidence, you got the momentum, you got the points lead yep. now. So you're on cloud nine right now. Yes. So all you have to do is keep the momentum up and championship. Guess who else won their first Indy 500? Not just Simon Pagano. Well, uh, I believe that would be his sponsor. Yes, John Menard, yep. after so many years of heartbreak and trying. How cool was that to see the Menard's neon yellow highlighter finally end up in victory lane for the Indianapolis 500? And of all the drivers to do it, I mean... Tony Stewart tried, Robbie Gordon tried, you know, how many famous names over the years yep. tried for Team Menard, and yet 
It's Simon Pagano who finally delivers Menards their first Indy 500 win. As somebody who absolutely loves yellow on race cars, um, I was happy for him. You know, John's been, look, he's put millions and millions and millions oh, of yes. dollars into the sport, um, not just in IndyCar, but obviously in NASCAR and in the other parts of the sport as well, Arca. Um, you know, he, he really... To, to to finally that's a holy grail right it is. you know Absolutely. and after all the years and all the time and all the money he's put into you know not only Penske's cars but other folks cars in his own um you know team Menard for for how long um you know to see him finally get that holy grail and be able to say mm-hmm. okay I I came I saw you know and my driver kicked its butt right yes um that's awesome and I don't think that should go under respected. You know, you, the driver always gets all the glory and maybe the car owner and then, you know, the crew chief or whatever, but you never talk about the sponsor or the, the, the rest of the team or, you know, all the people that go into that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And John Menard is, is, has been as big a supporter of IndyCar and the Indy 500 is, you know, almost anybody in recent history and deserve that. So, yeah, well, you very know, happy put, for Putting that. that into perspective, if you think about when you win the Indy 500, how much press you get, how many pictures get taken, you know, all the yeah. stuff that goes into having his name and having his brand on that car yep. in that picture. Right. Every picture that's printed of the Indy 500 winner for years to come will always have his sponsorship on that picture. Yep. So absolutely. And it's, it's not worth even, a million dollars. You know, it's, it's – uh, it isn't even the pride that comes from that as right. much as it is just the pure satisfaction of having that moment. That's a dream yes, to, you know, to is. be able to go and, and be able to be in victory lane and have that picture. That's a dream, yep. you know. So scanning down the rest of the Indy 500 running order here and, and thinking about some other stories. Takuma Sato on the podium oh. in third was great. And for a while, if he – I said it during, you know, during the latter stages of that last run. If he could have ever gotten clear of Rossi and stayed ahead of him for more, you know, for more than half yep. a lap, I believed that Takuma would have had a shot at pulling it off and – you know, being able to go after that uh, that victory as it is, fourteenth to third, not a bad run at all, and easily, other than his win in twenty seventeen, the best run that Takuma's had at the Speedway. Well, it was, and you know what? I think that it shows you the maturity that Takuma Sato has kind of gone through and finally gotten to to go out and win the five hundred and here come back a couple of years later with, you know, with that kind of a. Uh, of a performance it was a very he drove almost a flawless race and you know that team had two very fast cars mm-hmm. uh, graham ray hall unfortunately just got caught up in yeah, the deal we'll, with we'll get to, yeah we'll get to but, that but uh i or i think he would have been in that picture as well mm-hmm. you know so uh congratulations even though i know they would have liked to have won it and graham didn't finish but congratulations to ray hall Letterman lanigan because they brought two really fast horses to the race, and I think they they did themselves proud in the racing, uh, in the race itself. Obviously, qualifying wasn't quite as good, uh, but they really did themselves proud. And Takuma drove a great race to be that close at the end. He did. Now another driver who drove an outstanding race and did get recognized for it during the Indy 500 banquet on Monday night with the Rookie of the Year award yep. was Connecticut Santino Ferrucci for Dale Coyne Racing, 23rd to seven. And yes. the mo- not only did he lead a lap, by the way, 
But the move of the race oh, to yes. avoid that crash with 20 to go and go through the grass. Yeah, and see, here's another. I love this story, and here's why. Here's a driver that it wasn't all that long ago. You know, he, he made some pretty serious mistakes, you know, and and had to kind of uh, step back and do a little maturing. And boy, when he when you put him in that Indy car from the first race that he sat in that car, he was a different person. And now he's definitely matured. He seems very happy with where he is and content with his situation. You know, he's fun to follow on social media, and that boy can wheel a race car. He's been a yes. real pleasant surprise. A New Englander, which right. everybody forgets about. Um, you know, out of the New England area here in the States, and, and boy, he is just, he's a star of the future. That was a great drive that he had in that race. It was, and Randy, when you think about the rookies who didn't get a chance to show what they could do at the end, Colton Hurdle we talked about earlier, yeah, that Fe- was uh, Felix Rosenquist, who was in contention for that Rookie of the Year award, but got collected in that crash with, you know, 23 to go. There, uh, you know, for Chip Ganassi and even Marcus Erickson, who ran into problems and got pinned two laps down. So for Santino to come out with it, there was a lot of talent in this year's 500 rookie class. Yeah, there was a lot of talent in the in the 500 rookie class, and and that now these these kids that you know didn't unfortunately make the race now will have to you know come back and try again next year, but they'll have the experience next year. So yep. exactly, you know, I mean, some of that stuff couldn't be helped, obviously, but it'll it'll make them more mentally prepared going into yeah, next year's so. Indy 500. Yep. Drive well, a better show. And see, I, I, when I think about what you just said, Pato Award. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that's yeah, a driver Pato. who's got a if, – if somebody will just give him, a, give him a full-time ride, that's a kid who's got all the star power that it takes to be successful in IndyCar and win championships. Didn't make this year's race, but, you know, I made the point earlier in the week, as far as I'm concerned – I know he's disappointed, but that's okay because not making the race will make him a better driver next year at Indy. And, you know, again, it shouldn't all come so easy. And, you know, you should have to work to to achieve these goals. And Pato is going to be a stronger driver and a more, I think, appreciative driver Next year, right. and, and you know somebody's going to have him in the car. I it, mean, that's you know not even at least for Indy. It makes the success much more bittersweet when you work for it. Yeah, and you don't have to. Yeah. You don't get it handed to you by you know overfunded teams or. Well, yeah, that's know, what I'm saying. I powerful mean, powerful race cars or yeah, whatever the case. I may. don't think this is right. a bad thing because no, now he gets all. to come back and, and right. he knows what the, it took. Hopefully, the bad luck stayed in the and, wall with the wrecked race car. Yes, and, and oh, yeah, by, don't crash exactly. Right. Yes, and oh, by the way, by rule he would still be eligible for the Rookie of the Year award next year because he did not Make qualify the yeah. for the race. Yep. So he was not cre- exactly. you know, he's not credited with a start. So that's good news for Pato. If he comes back next year, of course, he's now part of the Red Bull Junior program, so you yeah. have to wonder where that might lead. And got to give there mad props, too, to the Clawson Marshall team with Pippa Mann. Squeaked in in qualifying and then ran to a very solid 16th place finish on the lead lap. That was tremendous for a rookie team at the Indy 500, a USAC team no less. I can't can't say enough how impressive it was, not just for them to make the race, but to survive and finish on the lead lap. That checked every box as far as I'm concerned. I feel like it's a testament to 
the current state of IndyCar and how it's grown and how it's come together in the right way that a team like Uncoast Racing or a team like Claus uh, uh, and Marshall can actually show up and qualify for the big race and be competitive. Yes. And, you know, I think that's IndyCar is definitely in a very nice place right now. I just it hope is. they keep that moving forward. Uh-huh. And Elio Castroneves' potential last shot at four. I hope not. Ends with uh, a lap down after the early pit penalty and yeah. an 18th place finish. And Elio said uh, after the race he's not sure whether he'll be back in 2020 or not. He hopes to be, but you know that will all be determined later. With that, we step aside, and Motorsports Madness continues right after these words. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. MyComputerCareer.edu, that's MyComputerCareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Riley Herbst, and you're listening to Race Talk on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. (laughs) 
That reactory was terrible. <laughs> I see what you did there. It took me a second to catch on, but I see what you did there. Yes. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by my computer career, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Chris Murdoch's behind the glass. And in the couple of minutes that we have in this segment to end the first half of our show, Tom, your thoughts on the tiff between Sebastian Bourdais and Graham Rahal? Well, I mean, look, again, kind of a racing deal. You you can make the, the argument that it was a racing deal, but when you look at the position of the cars and what actually happened, Ray Hall had position and Sebastian kind of chopped him a little bit and and, uh, and they ended up in, obviously in the grass. Um, it's too bad, really, because that triggered a pretty healthy pileup that took out, uh, what, five, six, seven cars, Um and, you know, some ruined a lot of driver's right. days, you know, with still a fairly healthy amount of the race left. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't think either did anything on purpose. Um, and maybe you could almost argue at that point in the race, maybe, you know, Graham checks up or doesn't quite make that move when he did. But um, to me, you got to give Sebastian the call on that one and yeah. say, you know, your fault. Um, and again, unfortunate because I think Graham for sure was headed for a top he five was. or better. Well, and Randy, I, I had to laugh when Graham walks over to Sebastian's car and I thought to myself, oh, what's going to happen now? And Graham just goes, pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody went to the Clint yeah. Boyer school for fighting, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, he threw punches. Yeah. yeah punches. Popped yeah, him true. once yeah. on the head pop. as if to say, what's wrong with you? See, that, you know? that would scare me being in an Indy car because you have no protection. You're not, you're like, yeah. you're not in a cockpit right. like you yeah. are in a stock car. So if some big boy comes out, I mean, Sebastian Board is what, like my size? Yeah. And yeah. A lot shorter. So I'm sure that Grant could probably just pick him up and throw him like across Indianapolis, but so, I mean. <laughs> at least into the snake pit, probably something like, yeah, that. Something like that. But yeah, that's uh, hey, and and if Graham didn't, and if Graham needed some backup, he could just call his father-in-law. Yeah, really, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is John Force would just invite them all over for a beer. I mean, there wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything to to fix the problem. He, you know, come on over. We're going to have a yeah. beer and solve Stop. this. You know, <laughs> talk this like out. That. Yeah. We got another whole hour of motorsports madness still to come. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> We're back after this. We're growing like crazy and need account reps who know their way around agencies, the internet, and social media. Got connections? Or do you know how to get to the decision makers? Are you fearless? We need you. Internet radio, or as we call it, wireless mobile radio, is rapidly becoming the place to be with almost limitless income potential. So contact us to get involved with the fastest-growing, professionally-produced group of internet radio stations in the world. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or you can email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion 
Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Hi, I'm NASCAR driver William Byron. You're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. See, now I can get behind that bumper music, and, <laughs> and that's a really good segue into our NASCAR conversation, too, to have the guy who won the poll for the Coca-Cola 600 bring us back from break. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Chris Murdoch behind the glass, and... I know some people who were asking me about information technology and how they can get a job in cybersecurity, Tom, and we know some people that can help with that. We do, because you don't know the first thing about it. No, I but don't. The folks from I don't my, know the second, so we're my, <laughs> But the folks from mycomputercareer.edu do. And here's the deal. It's pretty simple, really. Mycomputercareer.edu is training for a better life. Why? Simple. IT is a career of the future. It's big now. It's only going to get bigger. There are about 2 million cybersecurity jobs that are unfilled in the good old U.S. of A., where Jacob is flying the flag this evening on his <laughs> upper body. Um, and, you know, look, you go to mycomputercareer.edu, take a free career evaluation. There's no obligation. Go there, see if this might be something you might be interested in. If it is, it's pretty easy to, to get through this and start working. Here's how you do it. Not even full time. A few times a week, either at one of their seven campuses across the country or online, you can go at your own pace. And in as little as four months, you could be an IT professional. My computer career has financial aid available for those who are eligible, including the GI Bill. And they also uh, work with hundreds of employers. So once you're done and you are able to go to work, they do their best to help you to uh, get into a, an unfilled position. And it's a great career, and they are a great bunch of people. I've been to the Raleigh campus. I've talked with students. I have met the management, and they are they are absolutely top-notch all the way through. Mycomputercareer.edu, it is training for a better life. It is, and we're going to segue here in a couple of minutes into our NASCAR conversation. We've talked about the Monaco Grand Prix. We've talked about the Indianapolis 500. We'll talk about the dinner course, the 60th running of the Coca-Cola 600, and why, by the way, it was such a great race at Charlotte Motor Speedway coming up in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to take care of a little business, and then we'll really get the second half of this show into high gear. It's Motorsports Madness, and it continues right after this. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Todd Gallant, and you're listening to Race Talk on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. That's appropriate. A Toyota driver bringing us back to talk about a race won by a Toyota driver. Did sure, you record that re-entry in a library? No. <laughs> he's all, like he always like I feel like he lives in the library because he always <laughs> sounds like he he's can't be- talk more than like this. He's very low key. Yeah. Todd, I was gonna say, don't don't knock on Todd. I'm not. Todd's I like Todd. chill. Todd's a good guy. Todd's he's, chill. He's very chill. He's kind of him and Tyler Anker both have that sort of yes. low. Tyler can they're get not wild, quite though. as deep as Zane, but right. Zane Smith has got the deepest voice I've ever heard for a race car driver. Well, have you met Todd's dad, David? It doesn't get more chill than David. Yeah, Jones. exactly. Yeah. Correct. We yeah, see where true. Todd got it from. Yeah. Anyway. That is true. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller. That voice you just heard 
Chris, Chris Murdoch, and we're going to talk about the Coke 600 now. Why? Because it's my show and I say so. <laughs> well, you don't okay. have much left. I mean, this I is what I say. I know. So. Be- so before we really dig into Martin Truex winning his second Coca-Cola 600, I want to talk about something that I just noticed looking at this page on Racing Reference. You know how I know it's been a pretty decent season so far as far as passing um, on the track is concerned? For what, NASCAR? Yeah. Okay. Stat alert. 13 yeah. races, and seven of them have been won by a double-digit starting position. From a double-digit starting position, I should say. Tenth or worse has won seven times this year. Well, and I think that shows you the uh, depth of the competition. And I ta- I've talked about this all year. The new package has definitely closed the gap. I mean, yeah, it's mostly the same old guys that are winning. But the racing and the passing, the green flag passing, is way up over last year. And so I think the package, we've got enough of a sample size now, I think, to make some assessments about the package. And Uh I think, you know, it obviously can always be better, but I think the package this year has been very good. And I will also say along the lines of stats, while we're in that mode, Uh that the uh, IndyCar race and the NASCAR race were up substantially over last year. Formula One was up by, you know, a sliver. It wasn't much, but there's just... Oh, as far as the TV ratings? TV, yes, Yes. that's what I'm talking about, TV ratings. Um, Yeah, F1 was up a little, not very much. uh, No, no, um, the Indy 500, I think, was what, the most watched in five years? Yeah, something like that, yeah. It was like 5.3 million or something like that. uh, And and the 600 was up. So, and and the 600, while we're talking NASCAR, had easily the best crowd that it's had in several oh, years. easily. Yeah. I was shocked at yeah. how many people were yep. in the grandstands for the Coke 600, and, I, and in a very good way, too. I mean, that was great to see Sunday night. I saw Marcus Smith walk in pit road at one point, and he he seemed very happy with, with how and things went. They were all very brave souls because it was about 95, something like that, and humid and... You know, we sit in the media center in air-conditioned comfort eating really yeah, good food. No Thank kidding. you, folks. We appreciate that, Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, it was definitely a hot night. One hot night at Charlotte all weekend long, yeah, really. Yeah, it really but, was. Um, yeah, that was great to see the crowd, and it was – I thought it was a really good race. I mean, you know, the, the 600 is a long race. You can't – and everybody said, well, I like the All-Star Race better. Well, of course, because it's a sprint. I mean, it's the right. All-Star Race, a million bucks. People do stupid things for a million bucks. And that's why we like it, right? You know, 600, you're not going to see Correct. drivers in the first half of the race, you know, making four wide moves. Truex saved that for the end. Yeah, <laughs> he he did. And And let's just stop and mull on that for a moment, shall we? When's the last time... <laughs> Number one, you saw a four-wide pass for the lead inside of five to go anywhere besides Daytona or Talladega. But number two, at Charlotte? Are you kidding me? You know, I again, this package it was awesome. just makes it was those great. things. You know, and, and it's it, there's always that one moment in any race that's, holy oh. crap! You know, <laughs> I, I thought we had about five of those. Well, in this I was 600. just going to say we had a number of those. Yes. And, and Truex saved his for the for yeah, last. And, like, it, and it actually paid off for him. Uh, there were easily, Randy, four different instances that I can re- vividly remember during that race of drivers going four wide and everybody in the media center going. Ah! Yeah. 
That's the reason why I don't have fingernails. Because <laughs> I keep chewing them off when there's something like that happens. And I'm like, they go for a while. And I'm like, because in years past with the packages we've had in the past, that would not have worked. It would have been No, it would have been mass carnage. You know, yeah. 15 cars would have gotten taken out. But for, for whatever reason with this package, man, those cars were four wide for, you know, just long enough to, to make it look exciting. And, you know, it, it all worked out good. And that just shows you the professionalism of how these guys can drive, you know, inches and centimeters and millimeters apart and not wreck yeah. each other. Yeah. You know what else made a difference in that race besides just the package, Tom? What? Turf. Not yeah. grass. Yeah. Turf. Yep. Well, and again, Charlotte Motor Speedway putting an AstroTurf in places where the grass formerly was on you know the bottom of the track between the track and the infield. And how many cars and, did we have slide across the grass and not get torn well, all the shreds? Yeah, and see here again, now, you know, some fans who are just being silly basically, oh well it's not the same as grass. No, it's not. It's way better because cars can finish. I mean, you know, it's yeah. like, come on, folks, when can you you, <laughs> you almost flip a car doing a victory donut? Then you probably should, you know, with Carl Edwards. You know, oh, thank he's, you. <laughs> he's the yeah. reason why. I mean, he's the reason why right. the Astro got put in because he hit, you know, the with the manhole cover or whatever it was on the infield and almost flipped his car trying to do donuts after a victory. So. Chris, I would say in terms of AstroTurf, talking about just the fan access people had before the race. You know, normally right. they would have security along the grass because you wouldn't want to mess up the paint. We had concerts on the AstroTurf. People were just sitting around well, that's just true. having yeah. fun. So the because it, wa- it wasn't getting torn up. Yeah, exactly. So and you don't have to have the grounds crew when cars go sliding through it repaint everything as constantly during the weekend right? either. Saves yeah. a lot of time and effort. Yeah, that was a really good change. And, and again, I, I just the, the, the thought process of that, and if, if you're any other track on the circuit, it's like, yeah, okay, we need to do the same thing. Yes, please. You know, yeah. we that's part of what... And as you look at NASCAR going forward, we talk about changes to the cars, changes to the motors, whatever. Well, the schedule, but mm-hmm. changes to the racetracks have to evolve as well. Correct. And that was a great idea. Yes. Speaking of changes to the cars, here's a little breaking news for the day. Okay. I didn't do the voice just because I was on a roll with my thought. So, <laughs> okay. hold on. Breaking news. Now, do, now tell us your there thought. There we go. <laughs> NASCAR may implement, this is courtesy of motorsport.com, by the way, a Gen 7 piece to the cars starting next year instead of 2021. Okay. This piece would be the combined splitter radiator pan that was used during the All-Star race. Okay. And <clears throat> a lot me. of the teams are saying we need to be doing this. It's going to help the competition, and it's going to cut down some costs. Interesting. I like it. And well, it cuts down costs would be a great idea. Yes. Well, for sure. yes, although I hope... The evolution of that when we do the Gen 7 car is buy splitter, hello, Valiance, get the front ends back up out of the track, get rid of this bump stop and coil bind shock crap, and let's go back to a race car that you have to work really, really hard to control with the gas pedal and the brake. Kyle Larson would be all for that. Yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, I hope that's the evolution of that. But but it seemed like that was a, a pretty good deal for the All-Star race. Yeah. And and if the, if the drivers liked it, then that's an improvement because, right. you know, usually you, you, want to, you, you want the manufacturers, but, but if the drivers are not happy about it, 
then you know it's just not. You can't let them. You can't let the drivers run the sport. But in this case, I think that was a good change. Right. Although Kyle Busch did say it made the motors run a little hotter, so I'm not really yeah. too sure what you know. Because I, he never takes his foot off the gas pedal. <laughs> well, I think that's this the is idea. a true statement. <laughs> of course, your car's going to run hot if you're on the gas all the time. That right. boy, ain't you gonna lift? So I'm I'm gonna save it because if I try to get into it now in less than a minute, we'll never get through before we have to You'd take be a like break. Like the guy at yeah. the end of the car commercials. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be having to talk way faster than is necessary. But coming up in our next segment, I want to go back around the table for a bit because we're gonna bring we're we're gonna bring back something we haven't done in a while, and I'm not gonna spoil it because well, that would just ruin all my fun. But we're, we're, we're going to play a game in our next segment that we haven't done in a while, and I'm really excited about that. What's so, the prize? Well, $2 I, I million. Dollars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Simon Pagano's prize. I, I, I don't know. If you can go find some candy or something to give away, we can do that. We'll just find something in the break room. Yeah. Yeah, we all need candy. Sure, yeah. As if we're not hyper it's enough. It's enough. We don't need yeah, candy. Exactly. I think we got anyway, some and cheese back We're going to do some business. <laughs> And in just a couple of minutes, we'll be back with more Motorsports Madness. Don't go anywhere. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even RaceCom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. Oh, 
You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller. Chris Murdoch is behind the glass while we're out here. And I said we were bringing back an old friend before the last break. Tom. Where is he? <laughs> well, we don't have his, any friends. How his, we can't bring it's back all in an his old imagination friend. and his mind. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to play Black Flag Checkered Flag. We haven't done that in a oh, long time, right. and I'm excited about can that. can do that. So, and I'm not necessarily limiting it to the NASCAR race, by the way. Okay. However, because we've talked about now all three of the big, all, all of the big three races. So if you've got something, you know, feel feel free. But we'll go black flags first, and if you've got a couple, by all means, we got the time in this segment to spell them out. <laughs> Tom. Well, Chris is pretty excited over there. Chris like, is he, his up. hand shot right up. Uh, he looks like okay. that guy. I have, down- a, I Christopher. have a black flag for the Coke Six Hundred. What? Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who failed miserably at trying to get payback on <laughs> and about sent himself into the outside wall. But he still wreck. finished fifth. Well, the black flag wasn't because he didn't finish well. The black flag was because he swung and missed oh. trying to get revenge on Kyle, who spun him earlier. Kind of like Danica Patrick on Landon Castle a few years ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a swing and a miss for strike one. Danica Patrick's the only person who can wreck herself trying to wreck somebody <laughs> yeah ricky didn't wreck himself he yeah. barely saved it but yeah it went on to a nice fifth place finish but that's a that's yeah. an appropriate black flag okay tom yeah um well my first black flag would have to go to the indycar officials who saw fit to penalize elio castroneves for uh the fact that john davison didn't know where his pit stall was james davison sl- james, john, john davison <laughs> Gee, he was at Charlotte taking photos. We know where he was at. He knows where his box was. At. If John, if John if, hears this back, he's gonna he's gonna thank you because somebody still thinks he can drive a race car. If John Davison were driving that car, we wouldn't have had this issue. That's right? The, that's the way that goes. James Davison didn't know where his pit stall was and actually stopped in front of Elio. Yeah. Um, who then tried to swerve around and him. And it just didn't work. And, you know, of course, my road racing buddy Edward Adams' explanation was you have to maintain control of your car. You have to decide how closely to follow somebody. My argument to that is if you're driving down the highway at 70 miles an hour following somebody at four seconds back and they slam on their brakes, you are not going to be able to stop in time to miss them and you're not going to get the ticket. You know, the the penalty, honestly, for Elio would have been that he had to come in and make repairs. There was right. no reason to for IndyCar to, in my opinion, pile on for something that Elio did not initiate and had very little to do with. So that's my first black flag. You got another one? Um, well, no, I'll let you go ahead. Okay, well, I wasn't going to go last. Randy. Oh, Randy. So um, 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the black flag to Stuart Haas Racing because Ooh. number number one, oh. Kevin Harvick has gone from the penthouse to the outhouse this year. Ouch! Uh, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, because wow. think about how much he won last year and this year, he hasn't even won a race yet. That's true. He had six wins by this point last year, well, and he's got a giant like he's okay. The only one that's going to be exempt from this is, is Alec Am- Eric Amarola because he hasn't really done anything wrong. Um, and then number two is Clint Boyer. <laughs> Why would you pick a fight with somebody who could eat you and half your team? Like, I don't understand why you would try to pick a fight with somebody who is three sizes bigger than you unless you – like, when he's drunk and well, trying to pick a fight like a, like a redneck, then I understand it because that's what you do. But when you're sober and you're trying to pick a fight with somebody the size of right here's now, you how just you, don't do it. Here's how you, here's how you get away with that, no. though. Bravo. The man is in his car. Yes. That's how you get away with it. I the hope they strapped in his car. I really wanted to because I, I know that um, the, the Thursday after the All Star race, they had a, a, a autograph signing at, um, at Bass Pro. Yeah, I really wanted to go just because because they were both there, <laughs> and I was like, man, yeah. I really right. want to see a fight break out at Bass Pro. But apparently they. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Which is unfortunate. Well, I really wanted isn't to see. there? Doesn't Bass Pro sell guns? They do sell. Yeah, guns. probably it's not probably a good place to have Clint a Boyer's fight. favorite place, but Ryan Newman is out of place because yeah. he has no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah although like they do have a grill there, so I'm sure he may have actually been in place. Something like so that. He was uh, he was hanging out at the grill while Clint Boyer was shopping. Yeah. All exactly. righty. So, I have a black flag too, by the way. Oh. To Brad Keselowski, dude. Night racing. <laughs> That's literally it. He Night was racing? he was so good during the day, and the last two hundred laps of that race, it was just. Well, it was awful. I mean, <laughs> but his teammate was the other way around. Isn't yes. that part <laughs> of what makes the six hundred the six hundred? Though it's like the Indy five hundred, you got to be good through the whole thing. I, mean, I was just shocked that he fell off that badly. I mean, he wasn't even close at the end. He was two laps down and. 21st after winning the first, or 19th, sorry, after winning the first two stages. Yeah. It's like, uh. You always seem to have a, uh, you always seem to have a driver like Brad that just sort of falls off the cliff. And you have another one who comes out of nowhere. I mean, that's just, that's part of what makes the 600 right. what it is, is because it's not your typical endurance race. You've, you've really got to be good all the way through with the stages because there's four of them in yeah. this race. And so, you know, he in this case, Brad just didn't have a good ending to his day. Right. But, I think um, the strategy is what's cool about the 600 because you have to be good, like you said, you know, because the race starts in the middle of the day or kind of toward the end of the day when it's really hot, the sun's still out, and ends under the lights at night. And you ha- your car has to be consistent, and your crew has to know – how to make those changes throughout the, the race to keep your car in contention. And obviously with Brad's team, right. they were great in the daylight, but then when it turned night, their car fell off where their teammate, Joey Gallon, was horrible in the day. And, and got good at night. At night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, all right. Now, checkered flags. Chris, oh, gosh. Ha- oh, Chris See, is all excited both again. Both times here, Chris has raised his hand like that guy on Jeopardy <laughs> that's won like $27 million. Yeah. All, and he, $2 yes. million dollars in 27 games. Get Close your enough. Simon I mean, Pedrano was on he, Jeopardy. I, I just didn't. Yeah, really. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Chris Busher. Yes, absolutely. That's a good first. 20, uh, 22nd to 6th. JTG had a great I think, day. I think if not this year, but next year, I think we see some JTG cars start to contend for wins. 
I could believe well, it I later mean, this year. Their mile say, and a half. Pro, their intermediate program has gotten good with Chris Buescher. Ryan Priest is still a Cup Series rookie. I give him some mulligans this year. But Chris Buescher's proven those cars are capable. Well, and you know what? We can make that point because I think people, especially in our part of the, the country and up north in New England where Ryan's from, everybody think, well, Ryan's going to Cup. Hey, this will be great. Well, you know, and everybody's like, Gosh, he's a, he's a rookie. Right. This isn't the Xfinity Series. Correct. You know, give him time. He'll be all right. Um, I, you know, by the way, definitely yes. a great choice. I, by the way, have two checkered flags. Go ahead. One, and they're both to organizations, by the way. One checkered flag is to Team Penske for their Indy 500 win and darn near winning the Coke 600 and sweeping the D- Memorial Sunday for the first time ever. Doggone it, Joey Logano. I really thought Joey was going to move Martin again uh, at, at the end of that race, and he <laughs> well. he almost did it and not quite. So um, first checkered flag to Team Penske because they've just had an incredible run here to start yeah. this year with Cup Series wins, with IndyCar wins. It's just been impressive. And my second checkered flag is to Joe Gibbs Racing because one does not just win eight of the first 13 races without it being a very good year. And Joe Gibbs Racing is arguably having the best start to their year in the Cup Series in the entire history of that organization. And oh, by the way, the namesake is now a Hall of Famer as well, which we need to talk about in our lightning round because somehow over the last two weeks, we've failed to even get that far yet. Yeah, so. we can talk about that in the next Anyway, segment. checkered flag or flags. Well, I mean, honestly, I could throw a bunch of checkered flags out here, but I'm just going to pick the first one that came to mind when we were going to start uh-huh. the segment. Checkered flag to a guy that we all love and admire who is still... Up in the tower at Charlotte, calling the 600 every year, Ken Squire. The guy still is able to be entertaining and enjoyable. Yes. And I, to me, that means a lot. And checkered flag to both Indy and Charlotte for what I thought was an extraordinary presentation uh, and salute to our troops this year. I think both, yes. both races outdid themselves the moment of remembrance gave me i i absolutely had goosebumps oh. when they stopped the race there at halfway yes absolutely randy yeah. uh, so i have two as well number okay. the, the first one would be to team uh, team hendrick uh, all four of their cars finished in the top 10 absolutely. for the first time this season so that's great um and my second one goes to Corey lajoy 13th place thank you if so, you hadn't mentioned it 12th. i was about to be really upset sorry don't cheat him out of the spot sorry. now sorry. i was about oh, yeah. to be really upset if nobody mentioned Corey lajoy yeah. Yeah. right yes Corey. no if i actually yes. thought you were going to chris yeah, yeah I, th- I thought maybe chris was too yeah. and, and on the and on the Corey lajoy subject honorable mention checkered flag to david reagan who finished 15th but ran in the top 10 all race long it seemed like and stayed out to, on a gamble with five to go to try and win <laughs> and that race. God, attention. Yes. Almost all those five I think that God just goes bless to, him. I think that just goes to the Tom's point about how close the package has brought racing. Yes. yes. Yep. And yes. while we're at it, checkered flag to Hendrick Motorsports, all four he said cars. That. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I must have been dozing there. Yeah. Yeah. Hendrick Motorsports Rewind. gets a huge <laughs> checkered flag. <laughs> And specifically, in my opinion, William Byron. Because, On the pole and a ninth place finish. Yes, exactly. Him and Chad Canales are getting really close. Hang on. This is the part where Tom wasn't paying attention when Randy gave that checkered flag, so I feel obligated to go, reverse, reverse. Well, I, keep, I just keep looking at your flag, and it just is very distracting. Well, I don't make you take it off. I mean, well, make no, you leave I it on. Did 
didn't go there. Just, I'd rather see the checkered flag than what's underneath the checkered flag. So let's just leave it leave it at that. There's a reason they call me Ghost Child, I, and we'll leave it I'm at just that. Just saying. You know. Yeah. Oh, but it, all three races, fantastic yes. races. Oh, hi, wait, it was 95 degrees in Charlotte. You didn't get any sun? Were you like a vampire? Did you only come out of the media <laughs> after the <laughs> after dark? <laughs> well, you know. no, listen, I learned my lesson at Talladega when I came back <laughs> looking like hey, a lobster. Here, we're yeah, gonna, here's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to yeah, go yeah, out and no, run Jacob I, I, up the flagpole. <laughs> we're taking a break. We're coming back. More madness after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Zane Smith, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. I knew that re-entry was in there somewhere. It's funny because you were talking about yeah, him earlier. Speaking Zane of Darth Vader, deep yeah. voice. 
after that reentry, he went to sing bass with the Oak Ridge Boys. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. No, no, Randy. If if you're going to mention him, you have to do it right. Yes. <laughs> I am not your father. Just no. Just, just leave the nerding out but, to but the he, But he was, though. It's Luke I am. I know. That's why. Never mind. <laughs> so not all jokes are funny, people. Was, exactly. Welcome back yeah, to Motorsports yeah, Madness. That's the point. He failed. I'm Jacob Seelman. Randy Miller's over here. Well, last time he was practicing yeah. physics. Because he was talking <laughs> about, you know, the... Whatever we were talking about with Indy. And it, yeah, yeah, I, I know. He lost me on the whole. Yeah, I know. You know. And Chris Murdoch's still trying to refrain <laughs> from throwing no things idea. at us. He's, we're, we're just kind of lost here. This is all it's, your fault, Chris. Yeah. It's our lightning round. I know that. Okay. What so, are we doing for lightning round? Well, we're going to buy or sell to Uh-oh. start off with. Why not, right? Uh-oh. So. It can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're probably right. It can't get any worse. Are you buying or selling that Joe Gibbs Racing is going to win the championship through 13 races, considering they've won eight of 13? Oh my gosh! Um, I, I'm I'm going to do I'm selling, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because we have a playoff format. It doesn't matter what you do for 35 races. It matters what you do in the last one. That's how they decide the championship. And the, the dominant cars don't always win. The championship race. See Joey Logano. See Tyler Reddick in the Xfinity Series. Right now, I'm selling. Okay, Randy. I'm going to say sell because the only race that matters is Homestead. And if three of the four are in, if three of the final four are Gibbs, then obviously, I mean, they have a 75% chance of winning the championship. But (laughs) Homestead's the only race that matters right now. So I don't care until we get the Homestead. Christopher. I'm I'm going to sell, and I'm going to tell you who's going to win the championship. It's going to be Mr. Where Did He Come From, Kevin Harvick. Uh, oh, the maybe. guy that we just uh, were throwing black flags at? And, yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, But wow. it'll, be, it'll be like Tony Stewart in 2012. He didn't win until the playoffs. I'm, bu- see, well, I'm buying because two of the four have won a championship by winning the final race at Homestead, and the third driver who's already locked into the playoffs is a former winner at Homestead. He just did it before the playoffs were, were conceived and, and became a thing. So, so if, you, get there. If, if you stack Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex in, the, in, in that final four, you, you try and tell me that somebody's well, going to beat them. Yes, if you, as Randy said, that would be a 75% chance of— I do know a little math. I, I don't think Denny makes it past the first round. Ouch. I, I mean, I don't. He's doing better this year. I don't think all three of them make the final four. I yeah. just, there's too many good cars this year. We're in a different situation. And I still think now. Hendrick is going to come from behind and, and start See, winning that's races right. in the next <laughs> few weeks. If, if, I thought, you know, a miraculous come from behind out of nowhere, I thought he was going to give a Hendrick car. Yep. But no. Um, no, I definitely, I think that, that you could see one, one of those cars mm-hmm. in the championship. All right, so we're halfway through the regular season. Kyle Larson is on the bump spot in 16th. Two points to the good right now. Are you buying or selling that Kyle Larson will ultimately miss the playoffs? I'm selling. I think Kyle makes the playoffs. I just don't think he goes that far in the playoffs. Maybe end of first round. I mean, I just, I think he'll make it in, but I just don't see him going very far. 
I'm buying it because I feel like so there are a couple of drivers, Eric Jones and uh, really even Ryan Newman in, in particular right now that are behind him that I think can easily bump him out of that bump spot. So at, at, right now I'm buying it personally. I think there's a yeah. good chance he wins a race between yeah, them. I, I feel like there's a good chance he's going to win a race too, but I feel like there's other guys behind him who have a better chance of winning a race than he does. Thank you. So I, I right now, and, and you know, props to Ryan Newman and even uh, Ricky Stenhouse because Roush uh-huh. has come – so much farther this year than they, they were have. last year. Yep. And I think both of them are on the verge of winning races, too. So, you know, and, and even Eric Jones, because Eric is the last of the Gibbs guys who haven't uh-huh. won a race sure. yet. So, yeah, And I believe Eric Jones is going to win here in the next couple of weeks. If it's so not Daytona, it'll, yeah. The, the, I think he wins before Daytona, I, he, he very well might. Yeah, he very well might. Chris? I think, uh, I think Kyle Larson makes it, and I think he wins a race to get in. Wow. I, well, see, I just don't see it. I, I just don't right now. See, and, and I said, I think there's, I think he he may win a race before I, but uh, either way, I think he gets in the in the 16th and first round. But I don't. Know he's if still he not at the level that. as Kurt, though. Like their their cars are not equal. So no, and, and see, I think Kurt will win. Before. Oh yeah, I yeah, think definitely. he'll oh, win absolutely. his way in. He's I do probably think he gets second one. or third best Chevy right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Kurt wins a race to get so. in the playoffs. Who win- Okay, I'm going to give you two options, and your job is to tell me who wins a race first. William okay. Byron or Jimmy Johnson? W- William Byron. Randy? Any Man. week now. Uh, I've got to go with William Byron. I don't see that. I mean, Jimmy hasn't done anything in two years. so. Yeah, see, I, I'm, I, I'm keeping it unanimous so far, and I believe Byron wins a race in the next month. I, I, I still feel like really? Alex will win before both of them. Well, you didn't, well, you didn't give me Alex as an option. No, so. I didn't give you Alex yes, as an option. Still. Chris? I think Byron can win Pocono. Yeah, yeah, that's he was good there. You know, in the I agree, car. I and the truck for that matter. Though. I think there's a good chance of that. I mean, and and there's that's the thing. It's like the Hendrick cars are now in the mix. They're starting to look like something again. And yeah, and, and any week now, one of them is going to pull it off. Bowman's been so close. You know, Byron's been now he's getting closer. Johnson's starting to to come up a little more. I think you could see a couple of those, if not three of those cars, in the playoffs. I think it just took time for Jimmy and, and Kevin Mandering to actually start to work together. You sure. Know, like yeah. to get the their mojo going and, together, just like with, with uh And they Chad were dealing and, with a new package and finally right. kind of getting the command. Yeah. 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 I agree. So I, I'll now I'll circle back to uh, a buy or sell here for a minute. And I scrolled down the points list and saw saw Bubba Wallace in such a disappointing 29th position. That makes me really sad right now. However, that's not where I'm going with this uh, with this particular buy or sell. Are you buying or selling the Honda to NASCAR rumors? Well, I I I mean, who knows? I I don't know how to answer that because I don't know if I have enough facts. All I know is this: Adam Stern doesn't usually. Just blow smoke where there is no fire. But he didn't say enough, only that there was a meeting of some sort, which could have been, you know, steak and lobster. We don't really know. Um, I think there's at least probably some discussion going on exploration style. And I believe that Honda, Andretti, Petty, Bubba, that whole situation for 2021 or 2022 um, could be very, very interesting. I think it's interesting that that particular meeting during Carb Day uh, included both Steve Phelps, who is the current NASCAR yep. president, and Steve O'Donnell, who's the uh, 
executive vice president. That's why I said you don't want to assume too much, but I mean, you got to believe there were some serious discussions. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and, and the fact that both declined to comment. Randy, are you yeah, buying or selling yeah. anything? I, I, I'm, I'm buying the idea because I feel like it would be good. I mean, obviously, with 2021 coming on and the Gen 7 car, what a better time to you know yeah, have exactly. a new manufacturer come into the sport. But I'm just thinking about, you know, like if, if, if all the rumors were true, you get Honda, you get Petty, you get, you know, Andretti all together. What about Bubba, Bubba running the 500 someday? Ooh. Oh boy! How much Indy? fun would wow. that yes. be? Holy cow! Stop I mean, it, I mean like stop and consider Willie T. Uh, Willie T. Ribs did it. Oh yeah. man, I hadn't even thought about how that. much yes. fun would that be? I mean, or doing the double, you know, trying oh. to be being a driver and Whew. with his minority background, that would be so much media publicity for him wow. and Indy and Charlotte, and you know, trying to do the double. So, Chris, I'm with Tom. I, I don't really want to assume too much. All I will say is I think it'll be hard. If Petty is the only one, because with a new manufacturer coming into a sport, you don't want to be the only sample size giving data. You want at least maybe two or three more teams to jump on board because right. and in a manufacturer heavy sport where you know you've got hit you know Chevy, Toyota, Ford who are all firing off on all cylinders, and, and they've got multiple teams under their umbrella. You don't want to be a new manufacturer coming into this fight and only having one team. Well, and you, I, I agree with that, but here's something to think about. Mm-hmm. As we go into 2021, if that's the target, okay, brand new Gen 7 car, brand new schedule, and I've heard some things over the weekend that were like, yes, please. Um, you know, you've, you, this would be the perfect time for a new manufacturer yes. to come in because everything is going to be new level in a level field. playing field. Yep. Nobody's going to have any data. And you get two of the most high-profile names in the history of motorsport, Petty and Andretti, together with Honda and, like, boy, I hadn't even thought of that, Randy. That could be the indie thing. Boy, you know, you know uh-huh. that's a good start, though, for a NASCAR. You Tom speechless, and that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, my, and, and to, uh, speaking to the multiple team, Chris is right. you got to have a number of them, but if you can nail Petty, then you go, because you're not getting any of the elite teams that yeah. already exist. They're not moving. So you, you go and you grab some of these front rows or whoever, and you elevate them, right. and it becomes a whole different ball. Game. I'm not sure right. that I wouldn't want to be the only team, though, because if you if you think about it, like Honda's obviously going to pour a lot of money into this program. Oh yeah. So Without if question. you're the only team, they have no other team to have to put the money into. But Chris is right. You need multiple teams to get the data that you need to be able to to be fast and stay fast. I don't think you could do it. Although the 78 team did, but they yeah. weren't the only Toyota team. Correct. They're actually getting the Gibbs out. Yep. So that would help to have. Uh, have a That's why you gotta have a team. multiple multiple yep. uh, team lineup, and and I you could see a couple of petty cars. So staying with the rumor mill theme here yeah. for a minute, uh, we don't know whether this is going to happen or not. But would you buy or sell if IndyCar went back to Richmond, as they're talking about? It could be a possibility. Oh, I'm buying the idea. Bring it on. We need more ovals, shorter ovals in IndyCar, and if I think it races again, anything like Iowa. Absolutely. This is the right time to do it. Um, you know, and it's another race in our region here where you, you we've yes, lost please. Watkins Glen. So we've got Pocono and that's about it. So Richmond would fit that bill. I think that's a great call. Chris. I agree. I say bring it on. I'd love to go to an any car race at Richmond. Absolutely. 
Yep. When the when I used to, I used to go to the the ones in Texas all the time, and man, I just they left they leave you speechless yeah. when they when they race because oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like the speeds and the you know every the you know, just everything is just make, makes your jaw drop to the floor. So I, I'm yeah. all for any kind of thing that would make IndyCar you know uh, differentiate itself in terms of having run different tracks and doing different things yep. and that kind of thing. I'm all for it. So I I buy it all day long. Also, small bit of news, by the way, uh, in, in regards to Roush Fenway, NOS Energy Drink signing on for two primary races with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. as an extension of their sponsorship of his sprint car team. That's a good deal. Yeah. And I also want to mention during this lightning round, since we haven't gotten a chance to do it yet, five new NASCAR Hall of Famers announced yes. last week. Tony Stewart leading the class alongside his former team owner, Coach Joe Gibbs, Bobby Labonte. Tom's excited. Yes, hey, there, prop, Bobby. Yes. Tom's excited for this one. Buddy Baker is finally Yes, it's about doggone time. And this was the one that surprised me, Waddell Wilson. I love it because Buddy's crew chief. That's the perfect pair to put in together. Uh, I just think that's a that's a great, great class. They all earned their, again, it's impact on the sport, not just stats. And I think uh, yes. that's going to be a great class. The only thing that disappoints me is I would have loved to have had a Hall of Fame induction ceremony with a speech by Tony Stewart and a speech by Buddy Baker on the same night. God We'd have bless. all been sore, oh, had sore stomachs from laughing so hard. They'd have to start right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, those yeah. two together <laughs> would be the, the absolute. Uh, oh, my show. gosh. Yeah. I just it, think it's cool how they're all connected that's really cool yeah. i was gonna say yeah, yeah, yeah. It, both halves of the class the gibbs half and then buddy and yeah. waddell are, yeah. are interconnected and that it's a it's a really cool very diverse class i feel like for for the class of 2020 certainly glad to see tony leading it very sure. well and well deserved first ballot hall of famer we're gonna take our final commercial break final thoughts coming up in our white flag segment right after this Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. 
Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back. It's our white flag segment here on Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, and Randy Miller. Chris Murdoch's been behind the glass. Final thoughts as we go into a weekend at Pocono that's going to be marginally as exciting as what we had this past weekend. Well, I'm I mean, not a big Pocono guy. Well, Pocono can be... Pocono. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and in the here look, you never it doesn't matter where we would go after Memorial Day weekend, you're it's gonna be a letdown, so we don't want to just hang Pocono out to dry. No. Um and we want to uh say that we hope everybody up there is safe. Yes. Some really nasty winds yes. and weather went through last night. So uh but you know what? It was a glorious weekend all the way around. It was. Um, the weather, at least in, in our part of the country, was great. Uh, Indy got the race in, despite they the did. fact that they shouldn't have Monaco. Same thing. Um, you know, it was a it was a great weekend, and now we get into the heat of the summer. And yes, we do. This is it. Now it gets serious. It gets fun. So the schedule goes: Pocono, Michigan, Pocono, Michigan, and then because you have the, both races within the span of like six weeks of each other, right? Eight weeks, eight something weeks, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty close. I, I think we go yeah, Pocono, close. Michigan, Sonoma here coming oh, up, yeah. which is yeah, yeah. yeah, with an off weekend for Father's Day, which is something we haven't had right. in a few years yep. too. So it's the last off weekend of the year too, isn't it? Yep. Uh, no, I think there's one more. Oh. Um, is there? Yeah, okay. like maybe before Darlington, okay. like maybe. end of August. So oh, okay. with that, thanks to mycomputercareer.edu, Strutmasters, and HMS Motorsport for what they do to make this show possible. For Tom Baker, Randy Miller, and Chris Murdoch behind the glass, I'm Jacob Seelman reminding you to keep it off the wall, folks. And if you're headed to a racetrack, we might just see you there till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com.
The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.